0: You're tuned in to the Thinking Out loud, loud, loud. Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons.
1: thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it right here with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We're excited because we have a brand new show, a great show in store for you. Uh, We're entitled and calling it Lessons in Leadership. We're going to be talking about NBA star Kyrie Irving. Uh, We're talking uh, former uh, Detroit Chief of Police and gubernatorial candidate James Craig and recently deceased statesman and uh general and uh secretary of state colin powell we're talking about these three individuals uh through the lens of leadership and you know talking about good leadership and we're talking bad leadership as well forget the i'm
2: not trying to say forget the vaccine because i understand that's a part of this discussion Again, but what I'm focusing on and what I want people to know that I'm focusing on about Kyrie Irving, is I believe you helped assemble all of this and you've left these dudes hanging yet again.
3: Retired Detroit Police Chief James Craig said it on national TV last night. I'm running. Then just hours later, takes a big step back.
4: General Colin Powell a leader, and a patriot who devoted a lifetime to service.
5: And some of y'all are trying to be something you are not now. That's why nobody could find you. At least the point number three, write it down. True leadership is born when your gift is discovered. And you serve it to the world. This is leadership. Leadership is being a servant of your gift to the world. It doesn't mean to be a slave of people.
1: It means to be a slave of your gift. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and I'm your host author motivational speaker and minister Michael Nemens. and you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm sure you're used to Uploading us uploading a new show on Tuesday well we're taking advantage of the entire week guys uh, this is a weekly podcast and we might do a Tuesday show might do even a Thursday or a Friday show so much for taking time out of your day to spend it right here with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show we're excited because we have a brand new show a great show in store for you uh, we're entitled and calling it less in leadership, we're going to be talking about NBA star Kyrie Irving. Uh, we're talking uh, former uh, Detroit chief of police and gubernatorial candidate James Craig, and recently deceased statesman and uh, general and uh, secretary of state Colin Powell. We're talking about these three individuals uh, through the lens of leadership and you know, talking about good leadership and we're talking bad leadership as well and uh you know these these are three individuals that are doing some very different things and have done some very different things and i think we can learn a lot from them what to do and even what not to do and uh, i even think it's important not just knowing what to do but even knowing what not to do and uh especially in the first two uh, profiles of uh, nba superstar Kyrie irving and uh his um uh, not vaccination or his non-vaccination stance, uh, not getting uh, vaccinated, uh, and and claiming that he's starting a movement. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about this in the first segment of this week's show, as well as former uh, Detroit uh, chief of police and gubernatorial candidate for the state of Michigan, James Craig, who uh, I believe um, you know he's lost a lot of respect in my in my opinion because of how of, of his approach to politics and uh, we're going to deal with that in the second segment of this week's show and closing out uh this show we're talking about the recently deceased statesman and secretary of state and four-star general colin powell and uh recently died of COVID 19 complications uh but we're going to talk about him uh and his leadership and you know the great things that he did as a leader and you know know, is he the leader that we should be uh, all striving to be? So uh, this is a great show with lessons in leadership. Again, we think it's important not just to know what to do, but even what not to do. And uh, and I think these three individuals uh, are are great examples of uh, both of those what to do and even what not to do. And I can't think of any better way to cap off this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show than to share a powerful message from noted scholar, speaker, leader, intellectual, and author Dr. Miles Monroe as he talks about leadership and asks the very poignant question, are you an egotist or are you a leader? And we can't wait to share this powerful thought with you at the end of this week's show. Remember, guys, we are offering you an opportunity, a golden opportunity for you to become a podcast partner right here with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We have some great, great partners and sponsors of our podcast, the Service Learning District, the De- uh, Damari Graphics, Stephanie Sanders, just to name a few. You can become a podcast partner of ours, and we encourage you to do so. If you're interested, send us an email at contact at my. We would love to partner with you as you partner with us to share your products and services right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Guys, I'm sure you have got some great things to share. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner or organization and you've got a product or service that you want to uh, to, to share with the world, because again, podcasts are global and this is a great growing platform uh, I believe there's somewhere over 500,000 uh, or more uh, podcasts each year uh, so this is a growing platform not limited by uh, uh, bandwidth or limited by signal strength uh, if you're on terrestrial radio but as long as you have an internet connection and you're streaming on a, a smart device or a laptop or a computer wherever you are in the world you can access podcasts and this is definitely a growing medium and media uh, for entrepreneurs to take advantage of so we're encouraging you if you're listening and you are an entrepreneur an organization or business and you want uh, to get your message we encourage you to send us an email at contact at so you can become a podcast partner of the thinking out loud radio and tv show We want to give a special shout-out to the Service Learning District uh, and uh, Superintendent D'Angelo Alexander and CEO of Elite School Management, my good friend Maurice Evans. They're doing a phenomenal job with the three campuses, Detroit, uh, Oak Park, and Redford Service Learning Academies. They are a sponsor of ours. If you're a parent and you're looking for a good institution to put your young people in to get the best education, uh, I'm telling you guys, this is the place for you if you live in the Detroit metropolitan area you can put your children in either one of these three locations Detroit Service Learning Academy Oak Park Service Learning Academy or Redford Service Learning Academy I guarantee you they're going to get an education that is second to none Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at TOL radio host MSN uh, or leave us a comment on our Thinking Out Loud uh, radio and TV show Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ or send us an email at contact at my michaelnemmons.com a lot of ways to keep in touch with us because we certainly would love to keep in touch with you well guys we're getting ready to take our first break of the week but when we come back we're jumping right into our first segment talking about nba superstar kyrie Irving: mess or a movement we'll do that on the other side of the break it's the thinking out loud radio and tv show we'll be right back
3: Hello, my name is Maya Nemes, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nemes, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available on the Detroit Praise Network website.
0: You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
1: Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did
6: Refined Rebranded Reinvented Reinvigorated Revived The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here and believe me it's worth the wait. A state of the art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com It is sure to be a thought-proof Working experience.
1: Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value who told you that you get you
5: to believe
0: who told you that you were naked it's a dynamic empowering and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have pastor nemmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the garden of Eden. you don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting MichaelNemons.com.
1: Like a victim when you are already victorious.
0: Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy O'heo.
3: Have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, Oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed in our That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. my really long winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it. He talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games, and no one noticed.
0: We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
1: design for your business then check out dm designs need flyers t-shirts business cards or a website for your business then check out dm designs the people at dm designs will get you right for your next business venture they're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time check out the team at dm designs Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life.
6: What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl Lex Devine in the building, kicking it with yours truly, Michael Nimmons on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. All right, y'all, stay tuned.
7: You're in to the all hour show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it, locked. Keep it locked. Jeremy, we have an update on the status of
8: Kyrie Irving. There was some discussion that maybe he would practice with the team, maybe only play road games. Well, the Nets have put out a statement saying that he will not practice or play with the team unless he's a full participant, meaning he's available to play in all the games, and he cannot at this juncture play in many games because of his vaccination status. Gentlemen, what do you think this will change about Kyrie and his... Relationship
9: with the Mets. Shout to Mob Deep, rest in peace, Prodigy. Shout to Habit. One of our favorite groups once taught us ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. In a lot of ways, for his teammates and coaching staff, this can be considered self inflicted because it's a decision that he can make to choose to get vaccinated or not. And since he's chosen not to, it's now their decision to say if we want you 100% or not at all. Because a halfway participant, Jacoby, and by the way, Kyrie's game improved last year. You Mm. see him now dunking on people. I remember at the Pistons game, I told you I was looking at his feet. I was like, is that Kobe Bryant on the post? He has a terrific left hand. Like, with him in the lineup, I can't wait to actually watch their big three play over 20 games together. But without him in the lineup, I anticipate their goals won't happen of winning the Eastern Conference in particular. He's that talented. He's that valuable. And we always say, like the Ben Simmons situation, follow the money.
8: If he does not play or participate, he still gets around half of his salary, which will be about $17 million. And someone tells me he's not going to get vaccinated If he was going to get vaccinated, he would have already done it So I I predict, I could see this playing out as Kyrie Irving not with the Brooklyn Nets You and I have differing opinions about how that changes the Nets' goals And our predictions for how successful they will be However, I do not think that Kyrie Irving will play basketball for the Nets Unless the mandatory vaccination status to enter Barclays changes
9: Do you think they should trade him? I don't think you can. I don't think there's a player that you're going to get the kind of value in return for a dynamic score, playmaker, champion, seasoned veteran like Kyrie Irving. Like, one of the beauties I like about him actually playing with Harden and KD is since Harden's game matured to the point where he can, in theory, be the primary ball handler and be a triple-double threat, that allowed Kyrie to be focused strictly on scoring, not necessarily running the team. And KD gonna get his anyway. He's iceberg slam shooting trades from the suburbs. So James took the seat back, balanced his game. And so that's what I liked about their big three. Jacoby, I'm trying to tell you, without Kyrie Irving in the lineup, you ain't winning the East. I'm not gonna be able to do it.
8: You and I I disagree about that.
9: You
8: and I disagree about that, but in the net statement, they did say they respect his right to choose, and he does have the right to choose whether or not to get vaccinated. But just for the game, just for basketball, just for the fans, I really want to see these three players play together at the same time. It just seems like we get robbed of that every opportunity we get to see it, and somebody tells me we will not see it all year long.
2: I am no anti-vaxxer. I have been vaccinated. Jay's been vaccinated. I think Kendrick Perkins, I know you have. And we all believe you should get vaccinated. But I am no anti-vaxxer. Let me be very, very clear about that. I have an issue with Kyrie Irving. And by the way, as I tried to say yesterday, but I will say today, it ain't about the vaccine. It's about what I label to be his selfishness when it comes to being a teammate of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and the rest of the crew with the Brooklyn Nets. That is the issue for me. If you don't want to take the vaccine, that's your choice. You are absolutely right. It's a personal choice, and it's other people's choice to react whatever way they want to. I choose to focus on a couple of things here. Kyrie Irving has been in this league for damn near 10 years, if I remember correctly, about 10 years now. He's played over 70 games three times. This is the same Kyrie Irving that got hurt before the global pandemic became official, essentially. And before the season was brought to a halt. When the season was scheduled to resume in a bubble, he was a vice president in a players association who had encouraged people not to participate in play in Orlando, in the bubble. But he did so on his own without talking to CP3 enough and letting them know what his position was going to be publicly they had to find out like the rest of us Then he didn't play then then he's gone so you take into account he got hurt and had only played 20 games he got hurt season gets halted what does he do he comes back 10 months later 10 months after the season was resumed in december another season i'm sorry started in december and two weeks in, seven games into the season, Kyrie Irving needs a break. Disappears for personal reasons. Initially didn't tell the coach or anybody else, okay? Knew he was supposed to come back. Got caught partying with his sister. You understand what I'm saying? And at, at a party, all right, where you were ex- you were exposed to all of that contact tracing and stuff like that, where KD even had to be pulled from some games because accidentally or whatever they found that he could have potentially been exposed. So you had all of these things going on. My point is, transition that to where we are now. And where we are now is yet another reason why Kyrie Irving isn't playing basketball. KD is in Brooklyn because of you. James Harden, to a lesser degree, is in Brooklyn because of you. You helped bring these brothers together. And that's where I'm coming from. It is my belief Forget the... I'm not trying to say forget the vaccine because I understand that's a part of this discussion, again. But what I'm focusing on and what I want people to know that I'm focusing on about Kyrie Irving is I believe you helped assemble all of this and you've left these dudes hanging yet again.
1: This week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling it Lessons in Leadership. As we said before the break, we're going to be talking about uh, three uh, black men uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and and talking about leadership and uh, the leader that you don't want to be and the leader. That you should be. And uh, we're gonna talk about that uh, very intimately in this uh, week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're starting off uh, this segment, uh, you heard in the opening, uh, talking about uh, NBA superstar Kyrie Irving uh, and uh, the debacle in uh, New Jersey. Uh, surrounding his um, statements about not uh, getting the vaccine, the vaccine, and not wanting to get the vaccine, uh, and also uh, him. Uh, saying that he is uh, essentially starting a movement uh, for the uh, speaking for the voiceless uh, in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic or during this COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, you heard in the opening from uh, people like uh, sports analyst Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose. Uh, who are, you know, critical of Kyrie Irving, and rightfully so, uh, because uh, he, he seems to not really be making much sense about uh, his stance to not taking the vaccine. Uh, he is essentially leaving, you know, somewhere around $40 million on the table uh, because in New Jersey, uh, there is a mandate that all uh, individuals that uh, come into stadiums like uh, the the arena in new jersey uh are vaccinated including the players including players it is mandatory that they are vaccinated and um and so. Uh, What is happening is Kyrie and saying that he is not going to get vaccinated is essentially uh, splitting the uh, his season in half. 82 games uh, there about. He is saying or the state of New Jersey saying that he cannot play in uh, the uh, play any home games uh, as well as any games in cities where there are mandatory vaccine or vaccination uh, ordinances. Uh, places like San Francisco I believe where the Golden State Warriors play Um, uh, there are a few other uh, uh, cities where this mandate is in existence and Kyrie Irving will not be able to play and so he is essentially splitting his Um, his season in half Uh, 82 games now become 41 and uh, could even be reduced even more uh, because of these vaccine mandates and thereby uh, he is uh, also not just splitting his games but also splitting his salary in half so now instead of 35-40 million dollars he's somewhere between 18 million and 20 million dollars Dollars, uh, And, you know, uh, he's going on IG live uh, to basically lay out his case about why uh, he is not going to get vaccinated. I want you to take a listen to Kyrie Irving talking about this very thing. Take a listen and they
6: on IG
0: live last
10: night. Here's a portion of it. Stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. You know, and and I don't wanna um sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if if you felt uncomfortable going into the season, uh when you were promised that you would have exemptions. Or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This, this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strateg- strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like, I'm, I'm just a person uh, who, who's being utilized a, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS.
6: Okay.
1: And so there you have it. He sounds like he's at least trying to sound like he's a martyr, you know, that he's a hero in some respects to uh, those who are or don't have a voice in uh, in all of this or a say in all of this. And you know, it is a bit deceiving because he is, you know, it, it, like like you heard in the show opening from people. Like like Stephen A. and Jalen Rose and Kendrick per- Perkins, they're saying in, in a sense that Kyrie Irving, like everybody else, has a choice uh, to either get vaccinated or not. Uh, but in doing so or not doing so, there are consequences that go along with that, which means that you're foregoing half of your salary or and half of your season. And for someone like Kyrie, as Stephen A rightfully laid out in the show opening uh, this young man has been a distraction on just about every NBA team he has played on uh, and um, he has you know when he from from Cleveland uh, to Boston to New Jersey he has been a distraction and I believe Stephen A said in the 10 years that he's been playing in the NBA he's there's been only three times in his NBA career, that he's played over seventy games, that right there lets you know that uh, what kind of uh, work ethic this 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 guy has, uh, whether it be for injuries or uh, just plain flat out not wanting to play. Uh, Kyrie has you know, displayed uh, a level of selfishness that we haven't seen from uh, someone of, of his caliber. And, you know, this guy is, you know, a uh, a very talented athlete. You can't take anything away from him in that regard. But uh I think it's very selfish of him uh to go to New Jersey uh and uh invite players like Kevin Durant and James Harden to join him in this trifecta uh in New Jersey but then uh you know uh, decide before the season starts that he's not going to get vaccinated now, according to him uh he's been he was led to believe that there will be certain exemptions in place where athletes and players like himself would be able to um not get vaccinated and still be able to play uh or exemptions uh in that regard but um the, the, the there there is no evidence of that. Uh, and if that is indeed true, uh, the state of New Jersey trumps all of that, all of that because the the the, the, the governor can uh, very well, ha- well has the authority to mandate vaccines in arenas where there are going to be crowds uh, and 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 uh, individuals in close contact and proximity to one another, and that is in fact and indeed the case. And so, Kyrie is. I think fighting a losing battle, and in my opinion, um, not the kind of leader uh, you want to be, because you know he is he he, um, he is not very clear in his stance. He said he's not retiring. He said he's going to continue to play, but in order to do that and do it. Effectively in the NBA and in as a New Jersey Net in the state of New Jersey, you've got to be vaccinated. There's no way around that. And then uh, there's a story that came out that uh, Kyrie, uh, or actually the New Jersey Nets, decided that uh, you know pretty much that Kyrie cannot practice. Um, well, it, it, or the, the the article is read in a way that Kyrie is saying he he's not going to play or practice if he is not um, fully eligible, um, and meaning that if he cannot play unvaccinated, then he does not plan to practice. And you know, I say I say good riddance. You know that that the New Jersey Nets should should uh, just get ready to go ahead and trade Kyrie, and I don't know. I I, I as talented as he might be, and the guy is very talented. That you can't take that away from him. It just seems to me that his attitude um, is in in my view making him a very hard to trade uh, player. There are not too many teams that want to take on that kind of ego because it seems like his ego is bigger than the team. And you know, there is, as you say, no I in team, but it seems like in Kyrie's case that there is a big I in team and and there's it's not fair to his teammates like Kevin Durant and James Harden who are really trying their their best uh, to to you know put to put together a winning season because last year quite frankly they were a disappointment um, you know, all the NBA experts expected them to be the favorite to win the NBA championship. But throughout the season, they didn't play together, but maybe a handful of games. Because between the three of them, you know, they all seemed to be injured and at one time or another. That precluded them from being on the court, all three of them at the same time. Uh, and when they were on the court at the same time in the playoffs... They fizzled. They they were not the they were not the 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 the, the odds on favorite that many NBA experts thought they would be, and so. Um they were a disappointment. I never thought that they would, you know, that this was going to amount to much, because I never, I was never a big fan of the big three. I didn't like it in Miami. Uh, I didn't like it uh, in in other places where players, you know, decide to come together and and play together. Of course, that is their decision to do so. But it, it's making sort of a um, uh, you know a, a monopoly or trying to do or trying to I guess collude uh, a championship and there's no guarantee that those types of uh, matchups uh, work out. You still have to play the game. You still have to play the game. You cannot just assume because LeBron and 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 Westbrook and Anthony Davis are all playing on the same team now, and and now Carmelo Anthony is with them that they are going to win a championship. The game. You still have to play the game. Of course, the analysts are just doing their job to make the season more interesting, putting out their their predictions and whatnot. But you still got to play the game you still and anything can and will happen uh, but I, again I believe that um, you know Kyrie Irving is an extremely selfish player um, and This in no way makes him anything close to looking like uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, You know where some was saying that you know he this is this stance is similar to Colin Kaepernick. In no way, in no way whatsoever, is uh, he a Colin Kaepernick because he, like many of us, have the choice. uh, No one is forcing uh, anyone uh, to to get the vaccine. The NBA isn't forcing players to get the vaccine. Uh, You do still have the ability to choose. But along with that choice comes the consequence of not getting the vaccine. And that is leaving money on the table. That is only being able to play half of your season. You know, and so that is what you have to live with. That's These are the breaks. That's it. That is absolutely it. And, you know, Kyrie has the choice to do something else. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to play in the NBA, go do something else. But you are not going to force the hand of the owners because they wait they make way too much they wait they make way more money than you. You're not going to force the hand of the government because they are the the legislators, they're the, the policymakers in the state, in our country, so you have to follow suit or you're going to get left behind. Um and You know, I I just saw an interview recently with Stephen A, and he he believes that Kyrie is going to ultimately get vaccinated. You know, I, I see it, too. I believe that because $40 million is too much money to just lay on, just leave on the table because of your ego. And and then the, he says if he does get vaccinated, then the question becomes, you know, how is he going to act when he comes back? Is he going to be uh, a pouting teammate? Is he going to be fully vested in the season? Because he's that kind of player. I mean, really, you just have to question whether he's going to be all in or, or not. And for players like Durant and Harden who, um, you know, are – Uh, I would consider all-in kind of players, even though James Harden, I'm not a a huge fan of his because at times he checks out. He checks out in the playoffs. We all know that. You know, he's a regular season kind of player. But in the playoffs, James Harden historically disappears. But um, for those two players, you know, it it is, uh, I think, a a fairly selfish move on the part of Kyrie, again, to, uh, to take this stance in light of the fact that he was the one instrumental in bringing those three together in New Jersey to win a championship. And here he's taking this childish stance about not getting vaccinated and and starting a movement, being a voice for the voiceless. It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And this is not the kind of leader that you should be. Period and point blank, that that's it. That is not the kind of leader that you should be. Th- lesson number one: you don't, uh, you should not bail out on your teammates. Um, you need you 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 should lead by example um, and get vaccinated uh, because. You're not just making the choice for yourself, but you're also making that choice for your teammates. Uh, the, the, you, we know that this is a team sport. There is no such thing, again, as I and I and team. And for the sake of the team and for, sake of the, for the sake of those that you're playing with, Kyrie, go ahead and get vaccinated, man, because you are fighting, in my view, a losing battle. I love to get your thoughts and feedback about this. Again, what do you think about Kyrie and his decision? to not get vaccinated. I've shared with you mine. Uh, We love to hear yours. Again, follow us at TOL Radio Host MSN. You can post your comments on our Facebook fan page at Thinking Out Loud Radio HQ, facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio HQ or on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN. This, again, people, is not the kind of leader that you want to be. Guys, we're going to continue our conversation about lessons and leadership on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back.
6: You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
0: Global Advocate Martin Luther King III.
1: So I, I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean the last four years theoretically could cause of have caused people to to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. think we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected we bring you the best
0: minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show Given voice to issues that matter to you. The people have spoken from Minneapolis, Minnesota. an important message from the Think Out Loud radio show.
8: Are you looking for a better educational alternative for your child?
3: One that'll help your child advance socially and academically?
8: Your search is over. Welcome to to Redford Redford Service Service Learning Academy. Academy. We proudly offer small classroom sizes.
3: As well as student-centered achievement and academic programs taught by experienced and caring teachers.
8: Various after-school programs, including sports, access to technology,
3: and free transportation. Free lunch and breakfast for all students. Simply visit our website or give us a call for more information. Your Your child's child's future future begins begins today.
10: Don't, 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 touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud
9: radio show. We'll be right back. Good evening and thank you for joining us here for Action News at 6. I'm Dave Llewellyn. And
3: I'm Carolyn Clifford. Retired Detroit Police Chief James Craig said it on national TV last night. I'm running Then just hours later, takes a big step back.
9: Mixed messages are not a good way to start a campaign, but that's exactly what's happening with Craig and the race for governor. Tonight, campaign insiders are talking with 7 Action News reporter Jim Kirster about what's going on.
3: And the stakes could not be higher in this one, right, Jim?
11: That's exactly right. Chief Craig needs Detroit these suburbs, the Michigan vote, and he's being groomed as a national figure. More on that in a second. His campaign committee filing happened today with the state chief Craig making his Michigan pitch on national television.
1: I'm running because when I look at what some politicians are doing across our country... You know, let's talk about Governor Whitmore. She follows different rules.
11: Political insiders say Chief Craig has been groomed since he retired June 1st, to play not just to Michigan, but to the nation, to get big national financial support. The stakes are high. Midterm elections are next year, important to both parties. Governor Whitmore has banked more than $10 million in campaign funds. Michigan remains a battleground state. Which way Michigan goes, the nation goes. For example, Michigan, Florida, Ohio. Chief James Craig's website went live yesterday to take in cash donations. He said 2,000 people donated the first day. When you donate, you get a James Craig badge. But get this, Craig also said this on Detroit Radio this morning, indicating he's not in it to win it just yet.
9: Very exciting times. Um, Certainly uh, launching this exploratory uh, committee is a a natural part of the process.
11: The campaign is just starting. Give him time. He's the candidate. The campaign is actually a separate animal. A campaign committee was filed with the state this morning. The main players are Strategic National. Led by political consultant John Yab, their website touts big clients, including former President Trump. Yab talked then about his clients with our sister station in Grand Rapids. But I think, uh, you know, President Trump is going to have a Republican House and a Republican Senate, uh, and and so I think we'll be able to get some things done. Nobody from the Craig campaign would talk with us today on camera. John Yab was a consultant to Rocky Rostakovsky in 2010 in a race for Congress.
4: I'm sure that he will focus.
10: To really on the message that he wants to portray.
11: Now, no comment today from Governor Whitmer. The Democratic Party issued a statement that said, in part, "Chief Craig is stumbling out of the gate, calling him clumsy and sloppy, and questioning how long will he have it both ways if he's in the race." or exploring. Remember, the election is next year. Live in Troy, Chuck Kurtzman, 7 Action
7: News.
1: For the break, about Kyrie Irving. And uh, is this the kind of leader? That you want to be in, in my view, uh, he is definitely not the kind of leader that you want to be. You Again, there is no I in team and uh, deciding not to get vaccinated, uh, I think is a very selfish move again, especially because, you know, he was instrumental in bringing the three uh, players together. Uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden and himself to uh, the New Jersey Nets to win a championship. And for him to just uh, decide that I'm not going to get vaccinated, he is not just hurting himself, but he's also hurting the prospects of the New Jersey Nets to be, I think, uh, a contender in the East to, you know, at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because without Kyrie, they're a very different team. Uh, and I uh, just want to know what your thoughts are about it. Again, you can add us at TOL Radio Host MSN uh, Facebook us at thinkingoutfacebook.com th- uh, forward slash thinkingoutloudhq love to get your thoughts and feedback or shoot us an email at contact at michaelnemmons.com lessons in leadership and definitely Kyrie Irving is not the kind of leader that you want to be and we're going to continue our conversation in this segment of uh, this week's edition uh, we you heard in the opening of this segment we're talking about former chief of the uh, police for the city of Detroit uh, former uh, former uh, chief of police James Craig who uh, is now running for uh, Michigan governor he has put his uh, his thrown his or tossed his hat in the ring uh, as of September the 14th according to the Detroit News and is now officially a candidate for governor of the state of Michigan and that is not the most surprising part about that because about this because I think anyone uh, in his caliber of his caliber uh, you know uh, should have the opportunity to run for uh, that type of office but now, uh, you know, well, I, let me continue on with that. You know, I, I thought, uh, like many of you, uh, that he was, uh, admirable, uh, chief of police here in the city of Detroit serving eight years here. I think he was one of the better, uh, Detroit, uh, police chiefs, uh, in, uh, the, the latter years of this city. We've definitely had our share of good ones and bad ones. And as of late, we've had more bad ones. It seems than good ones, uh, and Chief James Craig uh, being one of the good ones uh, I, I really admired uh, his um uh, uh, his organizational skills. I admired the way he handled himself. Uh, I admired the way he ran the, the, uh, the police department here in the city of Detroit. I think, and thought rather that he was a very admirable individual. Uh, but now that he has decided to run for governor, uh, and run as, um, a Republican, Yes, run as a Republican, a Republican, a black Republican. And on top of that, uh, what I thought was even more um, uh, surprising, not just the fact that he was running as a Republican, but the fact that he did not disclose uh, or share uh, his political affiliations at all while he was the chief of police here in the city of Detroit primarily a democratic city uh, the city of Detroit uh, he I think did that intentionally most definitely he did it intentionally it was it was um, not by accident. That he did not disclose his political affiliations, I believe, uh, especially uh, under the Trump administration, uh, because he knew that he could be, um, you know... Uh, his his office could be jeopardized his life could have been jeopardized in many cases because uh, of his political affiliations you know I know how turbulent uh, the times were when Trump was in office and what happened uh, you know here in the city of Detroit uh, you know during uh, the election uh, time back in November when uh, you know the Trump supporters and Trump uh, uh allies were uh, you know trying to um, assert election fraud and all kinds of other lies that were being uh, tossed about during uh, the election back in November that the Democrats stole the election and and all of this kind of uh, garbage that was being spewed and, and thrown around uh, chief James Craig was radio silent when it came to who whose side of the political aisle that he was on. And yes, some would say as a as a police chief, you may not necessarily have to disclose what side of the political aisle you are on, uh, you know, because that's not really important uh, in this position, uh, you know, as police chief, because, you know, it's not necessary to really know. Uh, That your chief is a Democrat or a Republican. But I believe if you had designs on being a uh, 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 outright politician, because uh, the, the chief of police is not a political position, it is an appointed position by the mayor. So uh, it is not a, po- it's not a political position in the traditional sense or the conventional sense where, yes, you don't really know uh, or uh, care in some, in, in some respects if the chief of police is a, a Democrat or a Republican. But in this case because he did not disclose his political affiliation and he had designs on running for the office of governor of this state, Uh, I think that it would have been important for him to disclose his political affiliations. Put your cards on the table even while you were the chief of police. Because people have the right to know you are a public figure, and uh, and 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 we and I think we as black uh, black people in the city of Detroit deserve to know uh, what side of the political aisle you were on. I believe we were all deceived by him, and thereby, Uh, we should not support someone uh, who is that overtly deceptive uh, because uh, who knows what other things he might not, he might be hiding or unwilling to disclose? Because you know, if he wasn't willing to share uh, his political affiliations, who else? What else? What other secrets uh, does he have, or or not, or is not willing to share uh, as well? Um, there isn't, uh, the, you know. He he uh, obviously he's like again. Uh, decided to throw his uh his hat in the ring he did so uh in a rally uh back on September the fourteenth I believe and um according to uh the detroit news um, he is also or also visited with uh former president Donald Trump. Um, according to the article printed on uh, September the 26th, James Craig, former Detroit police chief and Republican candidate for Michigan governor, confirmed in the interview Sunday that he's planning to visit former President Donald Trump later this week. Craig, who received a positive reception at the Mackinac Republican Leadership Conference over the weekend, declined to go into detail about this upcoming trip to meet with the ex-president, whose endorsement has been sought by GOP candidates for primary races nationally. Uh, He says, I do have a plan to do that, but I'll just leave it there, Craig said when asked about a potential trip this week. I am planning on a visit. Yes, Chief James Craig is planning on visiting, and I'm sure he has already made that trip because this was back in September. Um, And uh, I I just, man, it it really, really uh, bothers me that... Uh, you know, someone of of Chief James, former Chief James Craig's caliber, uh, you know, not only is running as a Republican, but is seeking the endorsement of former President Donald Trump uh, as he desires uh, desires to run for office of the governor of, of the great state of Michigan. I, I'm I'm just I mean it's blown. I'm blown away. I am blown away. Uh, And, you know, he is definitely not the leader that you want to be. Uh, Again, I I admired James, Chief James Craig when he was the chief of police. As I said earlier, I thought he was one of the better uh, police chiefs for the city of Detroit. But I no longer feel that way because, again, I feel like we have been deceived by him and uh, for him to uh, seek the endorsement of this evil and crooked former president of the United States and Donald Trump, what does that say about the character of this man who is seeking our vote for for governor of the state of Michigan? If he is seeking the endorsement of Donald Trump, who uh, is, uh, I think, uh, wholly responsible for this pandemic that we are in currently. And uh, I, I'm speechless. I am. I really am. I am. And cannot believe that Chief James Craig is seeking the endorsement of uh Donald Trump. Of course, we know he is still... The face of the of the Republican Party, uh, regardless of how they feel about him, and 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 um, you know, and the reason he's the face of the Republican Party is because not only did he, um, not only was this last year's election the most votes uh, that that any two presidents or presidential candidates have gotten in presidential history. But he, as a candidate, got over 75 million votes alone by himself, even though he lost. And that is... um you know, that that's that's the reason why he is still the face of the Republican Party. If Donald Trump had not gotten 75 million vo- votes, say he got half of that, if he got 30 million votes or he got 15 million votes, that would have been more of an indictment against his presidency. But because he got 75 million votes, it seemed to be more a of a endorsement by the Republican Party uh, in favor of uh, Donald Trump, rather than a uh, a rebuke of his presidency, which you know he should have gotten, because I, I I can't I still can't understand how a president with that much blood on his hands would have gotten uh, 75 million votes, essentially saying that he deserved another four years. I, I can't, I can't, I can't understand that one. I'm completely flabbergasted by that. I don't understand it at all, and still can't understand how people are still fighting for this man to get back in office. I can't. Somebody got to help me with that one, really, because I can't figure that one out. Um, and 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 these two men again are. Lessons in bad leadership, because these are two leaders you do not want to be, definitely. And and um, and so, uh, I'm sorry, James Craig, but your prospects of uh, uh, of unseating uh, the sitting governor, Gretchen Whitmore, uh, who I think has done a um, an a, a, a admirable job. Given the her the or the set of circumstances that she was was given as governor, first time governor of the state of Michigan, I, I really believe you don't have a snowball's chance in hell of becoming the governor of this state, because um, you know she has done I think a bang up job given what she's faced with and what she has been faced with with COVID nineteen. With Trumpism, uh, with uh, you know uh, an assassination attempt or uh, a, a terrorist attack on her life, uh, with domestic terrorists storming the Capitol, so much has taken place, um, you know, on, on her watch that she has been able to overcome and. You know, I I, I I know you probably uh, think that, you know, becoming the first black governor of the state of Michigan would be great uh, and a feather in your cap and especially to be able to do it as a Republican would be great for your party. But I, I don't believe that that's going to happen. I really don't. I don't think that um, that is going to happen for you. And I really don't believe that you're deserving of it. Uh, as well. Uh, I'm sorry to say that, because again, I believe the citizens of the city of Detroit were deceived by you uh, in in covering up uh, who uh, you claim to be. And um, the fact that you're now affiliated with not just the Republican Party, but with Donald Trump, again, makes you uh, a bad leader, in my view, and that you want to seek the endorsement of this Leadership—you are a bad leader by association, and so I love to get your thoughts and feedback about that as well, guys. Um, this is lessons in leadership. What kind of leader do you want to be? And that's that—that's what really the question boils down to. What kind of leader? do you want to be guys we're going to continue our discussion on the other side of the break when we come back we're going to talk more about lessons in leadership right here on the thinking out loud radio and tv show don't go anywhere you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online
10: it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back
1: Don't don't
10: don't don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing, holla, peace.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show Giving voice to issues that matter To you
6: Vision Should be the next book you purchase Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimitz Vision is an insightful Thought-provoking book That is also a helpful tool In getting you to see your life Through God's eyes Vision is Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelemons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Refined. Rebranded. Reinvented. Reinvigorated. Revived the new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here and believe me it's worth the wait a state of the art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog purchase books and swag and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com it is sure to be a thought provoking Booking experience.
1: In need of a logo design for your business? Then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, T-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business? Then check out DM Designs. The people at dm designs will get you right for your next business venture they're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time check out the team at dm designs Designs. give them a call today at 734-219-5266 dm designs bringing your imagination to life
10: touch that dial, it's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back. Spartans! What is your profession?
4: I will never not be a soldier. Colin Powell, a soldier turned statesman, made history on many fronts. The first African-American and youngest chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And later, the first African-American Secretary of State.
11: So I've always felt strongly that you should try to solve conflicts in this world through negotiation, through diplomacy. Anytime we can solve a problem that way and not use force and satisfy our objectives, let's push for that.
4: Powell grew up in the Bronx, New York. His parents emigrated from Jamaica. By his own admission, he was not an outstanding student. It's
11: been amusing over the years to have people come to me and say, Well, General Powell, you're chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. When did you go when did you graduate from West Point? (laughs) Couldn't have gotten in.
4: He enrolled in the City College of New York. Geology was his major, but the ROTC became his passion. Powell flourished as a cadet and after graduating, excelled as a soldier. He served two tours in Vietnam before earning a prestigious fellowship, working for the Office of Management and Budget during the Nixon era in 1972. Afterwards, Powell returned to his troops, eventually becoming a general, and went back to the White House in 1987 as President Reagan's national security advisor. Then, in 1989... The general became the highest-ranking officer in the U.S. military when President George H.W. Bush named him chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Our strategy to go after this army is very, very simple. First, we're going to cut it off, and then we're going to kill it.
11: How long is it? To it
4: Powell became a household name during the first Gulf War. His policy of overwhelming force against Iraq became known as the Powell Doctrine. I express my. Sincere thanks to each and every one of
11: you for being here to share my final day in uniform.
4: After a distinguished 35-year career, Powell retired from the Army in 1993. Ten years later, the United States would become involved in another Gulf War, and Powell again played a key role. My colleagues, every statement I make today is backed up by sources, solid sources. These are not assertions.
11: What we're giving you are facts and conclusions based on solid intelligence.
4: Then-Secretary of State Powell made a case in front of the U.N. Security Council arguing that Iraq posed a grave threat to the world because, he said, they had weapons of mass destruction. The following month, the U.S. invasion began. The war lasted more than eight years. No weapons of mass destruction ever turned up. I regret it now because the information was wrong. After four years as President George W. Bush's Secretary of State, Powell returned to private life. He spent his civilian years empowering youth through his projects, America's Promise Alliance and the Colin Powell School for Civic and Global Leadership.
11: We're going to go and educate the kids who are most in need. And when
4: I heard their stories, I said, I got to get
11: this is where I belong. I'm home again.
4: General Colin Powell, a leader and a patriot who devoted a lifetime to service.
1: continuing our discussion of lessons in leadership in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and I wanted to take some time again this week to talk about leadership from this vantage point Uh, talking about three men who uh, I I believe are very different leaders and uh, you know one in Kyrie Irving talked about him in the first segment and his decision to not get vaccinated and uh, you know the impact of his decision on uh, the team the New Jersey Nets who uh, he was instrumental in pulling together uh, the three players uh, James Harden and uh, superstar Kevin Durant and him not uh, wanting to now play uh, because of his unwillingness to get vaccinated and you know what, what what does that do for the odds uh, of them becoming NBA champions. Uh, I think, again, we talked about in the first segment that is, I believe a very selfish move on his part, and he has historically been a distraction uh, throughout his NBA career. And as Stephen A. Smith said, only three times in his NBA career has he played over 70 games, whether it be for injuries, purpose, injury sake, or uh, for him just not uh, wanting to play. Uh, there were uh, times where he was absent because of uh, you know wanting to just be away, partying with uh, with his friends uh, during the, this pandemic. Uh, I believe he did leave the team unannounced and uh, was uh, partying and uh, around individuals who may or may not have been exposed to COVID nineteen. He was not wearing a mask, from what I understand. Uh, He's also uh, infamously said that the earth is uh, not round, but it is flat. Uh, he is a noted conspiracy theorist uh, so Kyrie has historically been uh, that kind of teammate that uh, you know nobody really cares for uh, you know in his NBA career unfortunately as talented as he is uh, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are about Kyrie Irving and uh, the what he has going on uh, with this uh, you know uh, vaccination or the lack thereof movement that he's trying to uh, to start here and then we talked in the last segment about James Craig uh, chief or chump <laughs> what do you think of him and uh, the fact that he is now affiliated not just with the Republican Party but with former President Donald Trump Donald chump actually uh, you know having gone to see him and to seek his endorsement for uh, the as his candidacy for governor of the state of Michigan. Again, this man, in my view, has lost a lot of respect. Uh, and, you know, I see him the same way I do, or I did, uh, or I do now, rather, um, uh, uh, the doctor, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, healing Hands. You know who I'm talking about. It uh, escapes me right now. He was the former uh, secretary. Ben Carson is the individual I'm talking about. I think I put him, James Craig, and Ben Carson in the same boat together. Two men who used to have my respect, but now because of their affiliation with Donald Trump, they have lost all of my respect. And, um, you know, there's really nothing more to say about those two That, in, uh, other than the fact that these are two leaders we do not want to be. Two leaders we do not want to be. But we're continuing our discussion of lessons in leadership in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and we close out uh, this week's edition talking about who I believe to be the leader that we want to be and that is um, former uh, four star general uh, and former Joint Chiefs, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Secretary of State Colin Powell, who recently passed just a couple days ago on October the 18th. And uh, of COVID-19 and other complications, uh, but uh, we thought we would pause uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and talk about this man's legacy, uh, someone that uh, we truly admired uh, and He was a Republican, a black Republican, but one that I believe had high moral standards, values, one that uh, I believe walked the walk and talked the talk. And, uh, you know, he was somebody that you could look up to. Uh, We talked in the last segment about James Craig being a black Republican, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Even though we know that the Republican Party is not necessarily for black people uh, as much as they try to say they are, uh, you know, on the surface, they try to do things to court the black vote. But, um, you know, behind the scenes, it's really all a ploy uh, to get us to vote for them. Uh, you know, to stack their numbers. But really, uh, they are not for black Americans, in my view. Um, but, uh, you know, here, I think Colin Powell was someone that I, uh, you know, had high moral standards, high high moral values. Uh, according to his Wikipedia, he was uh, and is the first uh black four star general uh, of these United States Um, it was an African, was an American politician, a diplomat sales, a statesman rather four star general who served as the 65th United States Secretary of State from 2001 to 2005 he was the first African American Secretary of State prior to the election of Barack Obama as president in 2008, he and his his predecessor or successor, Condoleezza Rice, were the highest ranking African Americans in federal executive branch history by virtue of. The Secretary of State standing fourth in the presidential line of succession. He served as the 16th United States National Security Advisor from 1987 to 1989 and as the 12th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff from 1989 to 1993, he was definitely a man's man, a leader of leaders, uh, uh, one that, uh, you know, uh, who I would consider uh, someone that we would hold in high esteem, Uh, reminds me of um, the book that uh, you know is titled or, or by the real the biography of uh john f kennedy called profiles and courage is one that i think fits this uh this distinguished gentleman uh, uh uh chairman uh colin powell secretary of state colin powell um who again recently passed just a few days ago of COVID 19 and um Uh, We wanted to, again, pause uh, on today during this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show to not just talk about uh, good leadership, but also talk about this man's life, his legacy, and the reason why we consider him a great leader. A great leader. Um, And, you know, one of the reasons why uh, he was great was because Toward the end of his life, uh, after he had retired from politics and political life, uh, he still had a voice in the Republican Party. Uh, He even was touted as a presidential candidate, a possible presidential candidate at one time or another. He declined uh, in doing so. But uh, he was definitely uh, someone that could have won, uh, run, and I think could have won uh, as president, uh, won the presidency because he was definitely a man of conviction, a man of high moral values, high character, someone that uh, we all could look up to and all have uh, looked up to. Uh, but one thing that really stands out to me is. Uh, You know, he was willing to speak out uh, against uh, uh, his own party, his own party's uh, election of former president Donald Trump and really... Uh, take his administration to task about their policies about uh you know what they were doing what he was doing in office to the american people and uh and Colin Powell was unashamedly um, speaking out uh about uh, you know, what was going on in his party and really trying to uh, rally the troops, so to speak, uh, to get them to understand the importance of, uh, you know, speaking truth to power and being and, and, and what does it what does real Republican values mean in the 21st century? Um, you know, this this some of the notable things that we wanted to point out in this A final segment of this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show uh, is that uh, in an interview according to Wikipedia in October 2019, Paul Powell warned that the GOP needed to, uh, in his mind, get a grip and put the country before their party standing up to President Trump rather than worrying about political fallout. When they see things as he said, they are not that are not right. they need to say something about it because our foreign policy is in shambles right now in my uh, humble judgment, and I see things happening that are hard to understand. Powell said on June 7 2020, Powell announced that he would be voting for former. Vice President Joe Biden. That's right, as a Republican, a car carrying Republican, uh, in the 2020 presidential election. In August, Powell delivered a speech in support of Biden's candidacy at the 2020 Democratic National Convention as a car carrying Republican. He did that. Yes, uh, Secretary, former Secretary of State, and Joint Chief of Staff Colin Powell did that. And in January uh, 2021, after the Capitol building uh, was rioted uh, and stormed by Trump supporters, Powell left the Republican Party. That's right. And probably the only notable pol- uh, politician that did so, in light of what happened and what took place at our nation's capital on January sixth of this year, this man should be remembered for standing up for what was right—a uh, uh, statesman and, you know, someone that was not afraid to speak truth to power. And we admire him. Uh, we uh, remember his legacy. We honor him today, uh, and in uh, and all that he's done. And 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 uh, I, I just can't say enough about you know how great I, I think this the, that General Colin Powell uh, is. And again, you, it goes to show you, you there are good Republicans, uh, and. Uh, African American Republicans that we can look up to. Uh, he was one that uh, that that really, I believe, uh, show you how what what a good leader looks like. Um, and and even former President Barack Obama spoke highly of uh, General Colin Powell. And you know he wasn't again afraid to. Uh, speak out when it was time to do so. He didn't cower. uh, He didn't backpedal. He didn't hide in his own party, but he spoke out and he spoke out against uh, their party leader, Donald Trump, when many of them refused to do so when many of them refused to speak out, refused to say a mumbling word against him, Colin Powell spoke out. Colin Powell called his party to the carpet and said, we need to do something. We need to stand up for what is right. And he did what many of them still refused to do he left the Republican Party after the Capitol was stormed on January 6th one of the darkest periods in in our nation's history those were not protesters those were not demonstrators those were anarchists those were rebels those were thugs that stormed our nation's Capitol what, what Joe Biden or President Biden calls the seat of our democracy. And, and General Colin Powell did what many Republicans still refuse to do. He left the Republican Party in light of what took place back on January 6th. He left the Republican Party because he realized that it had departed from its traditional moral values, traditional family values. And that was really one of the, the defining characteristics of that party. But they let Donald Trump run roughshod and take the party down a abyss... To nowhere that they have never seen that they have not yet seen to recover from. It's sad. It really is. But Colin Powell is the leader that everyone should strive to be. He was a man of high moral standards. A man that was not afraid to speak truth to power A man that was not afraid to uh, leave his cards on the table And, uh, you know, he shared what he believed You did not, uh, there was no question what he believed From day one, you knew where he stood and he stands in stark contrast to our two earlier examples of bad leadership and Kyrie Irving and James Craig. i love to get your thoughts and feedback again. Rest in peace, uh, General Colin Powell. You served our country well. i love to get your thoughts and feedback about not just General Colin Powell, but All of the topics, the examples that we discussed in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Lessons in Leadership. Be sure uh, to add us at TOL Radio Host MSN or like our Facebook fan page and leave us a post there as well at Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Thinking Out Loud HQ. We're going to do a live this week as well uh, to just get your thoughts and feedback back about this podcast, Lessons in Leadership. We want to know what your thoughts are about these three men and who uh, do you agree uh, that uh, the, the two uh, bad leaders in Kyrie and James Craig and uh, what do you think of uh, our assessment of General Colin rest in peace again you served our country well guys we get ready to take our last break when we come back we're going to give you our thought of the week you don't want to go anywhere you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back
6: you're listening to the thinking out loud radio show with pastor michael nimmons Don't you dare touch that dial.
7: Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both, you know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that king is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be and i think malcolm is is a much more um, brilliant and 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 um courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for so um that's why i try to show malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney but he's also a black america statesman too He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, Um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay, before he's Muhammad Ali, on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So, I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence, and I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement.
0: We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud
10: radio show. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient?
1: Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you you to believe
0: Who Told You That You Were Naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights To
2: the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's time, 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 time,
10: for the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thought, 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 thought of the week.
1: This week's thought is taken from an excerpt of a powerful message delivered by intellectual noted scholar and author and pastor, Dr. Miles Monroe, where he asked a very poignant question, are you an egotist or are you a leader? Take a listen.
5: I mentioned to you that everybody was born to be a leader. Please write this down. You were created to lead, but not to lead people. Now, this is a difficult concept and I teach it all over the world because your culture tells you to be a leader, you need followers. I disagree. Now don't get me wrong. I used to believe that. I was taught and the Chinese have a proverb, I think that kind of reinforces it. It says he who think he leadeth and hath no one following is simply taking a walk. That's what the Chinese proverb said. Let me say it again. The Chinese says, he who thinketh he leadeth and hath no one following is simply taking a walk. I used to believe that. I don't believe that anymore. First of all, I don't believe you need followers to be a leader. All great leaders in history, I'm talking about true leaders, never sought followers. When a person seeks followers, that is proof to me that they are not leaders. They have ego problems. They have self concept problems. They have self esteem problems. They need other people to give them value. This is not leadership. This is a disease. It's, low, it's called low self-worth. And there are many of them in our nations with titles. You were not created to lead people. I'll leave you the point number two, write it down. You were created to lead in an area of gifting. You were designed by the Creator to deliver a gift to your generation. Inside of you is something we need. No one came to earth empty, nobody. Do you know? Let's think about the mango seed again, please. The mango seed has in it a gift. What is the gift in the mango seed, can you tell me? No, not the tree. The mangoes on the tree. <laughs> and those gifts are hidden in the mango seed. The tree only exists in the seed to deliver the fruit. Yes, sir. I'm talking now. Yes, sir. You are a tree. Your gift is the fruit yes, sir. you were born to deliver to us. Now here's what's important then, when you go to a mango tree filled with mangoes, do you go there for the tree? Isn't that amazing? All that hard work that tree did, growing all them years, pushing out its branches, pushing out the leaves, strengthening those limbs, working hard. You ignore all of that. You go only for what? the gift you see when you bear your gift you don't need to look for followers they will find you so leadership is not about trying to find people to follow you remember i told you it's not about getting people to follow you it's about you discovering that you are a tree and that you do have a gift those two discoveries are dangerous because they suddenly set you free from people. I discovered something about, about fruit trees, you know. They never bring their fruit to you. Write that down quick. See, when you know your gift, you don't need to promote it. It promotes itself and they will seek you out. When I was a boy in this island growing up. There was a lady living behind our little house in the village called Bain Town. She had so many fruit trees and we only had two. And when ours was empty, us as our little boys so would look at this fence, 10 times higher than us. But the desire for those beautiful yellow and red mangoes Took over our passions from the fence. And suddenly the revelation that we can jump this fence becomes bigger than the fence itself. And we find ourselves achieving greatness. <laughs> we would leap over the fence and she had dogs in the yard it didn't matter the danger was not as strong as the desire say it the danger was not as strong as the desire when people see your fruit they will leap over other people the invitations i get from around the world i've never once in my life asked anyone to invite me anywhere when you develop your gift Refine your gift. First, you got to find it. Then refine it. And during this series, I'm going to teach you how to find it. Because if you are going to become the leader you were born to be, which I know you are, you're going to have to discover what your gift is. See, if a mango tree decides one day it's going to be a banana plant, the mango tree is confused. And some of y'all are trying to be something you are not now. That's why nobody could find you. At least the point number three, write it down. True leadership is born when your gift is discovered and you serve it to the world. This is leadership. Leadership is being a servant of your gift to the world. It doesn't mean to be a slave of people. It means to be a slave of your gift.
1: this week's thought coming from noted scholar intellectual author and speaker Dr. Miles Monroe as he shared some very powerful insights on this question of are you an egotist or are you a leader and I hope this thought of the week truly blessed you I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show where we're talking lessons in leadership and looking at the lives of NBA superstar Kyrie Irving and former Detroit police chief and gubernatorial candidate James Craig and distinguished statesman and politician, four-star general and secretary of state uh, Colin Powell and looking at their lives through the lens of leadership. And I said earlier in the show that it's, I believe, not just important to know what to do but also knowing what not to do and I think these three gentlemen are great examples of not just what to do but also what not to do Uh, specifically with Kyrie Irving and James Craig and we got into it uh, very intimately in the three segments of this week's show and again I hope you learned something I hope you learned something because I definitely did as well. Look out for us uh, this coming Saturday at about 8 or 9 o'clock. We're going to be doing a live to talk more about lessons in leadership and talking about these three uh, men that we uh, discussed during this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Kyrie Irving, uh, James Craig, and Colin Powell. We want to get your thoughts and feedback about each of these three and what kind of leader they are and what kind of leader do you want to be I'm interested to know that, and we plan to do that on this coming Saturday between 8 and 9. Uh, so I'm looking forward to you, you and even you joining this live Looking forward to chopping it up with you We haven't been on in a while because of some work decide. obligations But what we look forward to doing that this coming weekend, Saturday Probably decide. get on about 8 or 9 o'clock And, and uh, just looking forward to chopping it up with you guys on Instagram I look forward to seeing each and every one of you uh, in just a little bit And remember, you guys can be a podcast partner of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, if you have a business or a service or a product that you are uh, that you're selling or you are sharing with with people that you want them to know and promote, you can do it right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is a growing platform, and uh, we want you to even support our sponsors, and we encourage you to uh, contact them, reach out to them and to uh, uh, to 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 be a customer of theirs because they are supporting us and we want you to support them as well. You can become again a podcast partner of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you're interested, send us a, a DM uh, on any of our social media or just send us a uh, email at contact at We'd be more than happy to walk you through how you can become a podcast partner of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Well, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here, but always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemitz for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.